Gray is here from Bunny along with Julie Scarf from Chilwell. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Both well? Very good, thank good, you. Thank you, yes. Apart from the weather. Yeah, apart yeah. from the traffic. Yeah. yeah, now come on, let's get it all off our chests collectively. Traffic, Julie, been a bit of a nightmare. Been a bit of a nightmare from my side of the city this morning. Right. Yeah, yeah, rubbish. Okay, and that's travelling by bus, you were saying? Yes. Right, okay. Um, Simon? Weather-wise, just it's just a Monday, isn't it? It's it just, just a looks, Monday. Yeah. I think when you go up on a Monday, you've got a whole week ahead, haven't you? You want to feel positive yep. and excited, but the weather kind of kicks you in the teeth when you get up. Yeah. Now the thing is here that you you two can turn this on its head. What I'm thinking, you two <laughs> are going to uplift the whole of Nottinghamshire now, definitely, and make no everyone pressure. Feel, yeah, no, 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 no more, you know, whinging on about the traffic and stuff like that. It's done now, Julie. Put it to bed. And Simon, the weather we can't control it. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's be positive. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. I've never never done that before. I feel like some <laughs> kind of motivational speaker. Uh, Simon is uh, in charge of two businesses. Is that right? That's right, yes. So what, what are your businesses? So I do some uh, non-exec director stuff, which means I advise small businesses on growth. And I'm an executive career coach. So I work with people across the world to help them navigate the job market. Right. At a very senior level. Oh, that sounds very high flying. <laughs> it's not that high flying. <laughs> it's good. It's good. My background's in recruitment, so it naturally moved into into that space. Okay. And at the risk of getting too deep and everything, how are things in the business world? Because we hear so many conflicting messages, and a lot of people will think about Brexit and every, everything yeah. else. How are things looking? Very, very generally. I th I think the business the business world is very resilient. I think I think we've we've had a lot of problems in the UK over the past few years. We had the recession. I started my business in the recession. We've now got Brexit. Um, I think business is just getting on with with business. I think there's some resistance to some investment. Uh, people are waiting to see what happens. And um, yeah, business is getting on with business. That's what we do. It needs to though, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Julie, in case people don't know, you are communications and marketing manager for my site. We had a chap on the show just a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, who was about to do a firewalk. Indeed. For for your charity. Indeed. And he did twice, apparently. Yeah, went round and did it again. Went back for more than that thing. <laughs> um, and uh, two grown up children. Yeah. Are they both at university? No, my daughter's at uni, but my oh, okay. son is 23 and works for British Airways. Right. And you've got a retired guide dog. I do. Called Elsa. Now, how does that work? So, does Elsa is Elsa still your guide dog, or do you have a guide dog who is working as a guide dog? No, I. Um, Get a whole, bit deep. That. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> new story. Um, we, I always planned to have another guide dog when Elsa retired, and I thought I'd have a guide dog for the rest of my sort of life really I guess uh, but unfortunately we were um, attacked by another dog and although uh, she's very resilient and she's dealt with it brilliantly well um, I'm a bit of a wuss and now I've got a dog phobia which I just can't get over oh, really? so gone back to a white stick which isn't ideal mm. but uh, you never know maybe with a bit more time I'll get over it but yeah. it's it's a bit tough yeah absolutely what kind of dog is she? A lab? She's a Labrador Retriever Cross, Golden right. Labrador Retriever yeah. Cross, and she's beautiful. Yeah. We once had um, a reject guide dog. A reject? <laughs> yeah. Because my wife's family used to do puppy walking for guide dogs for the blind. And we had this dog. 
because they were training this 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 puppy and it's just just useless basically could not <laughs> could not be trained but they couldn't part with her so we ended up with uh, with the dog she was great okay let's uh, let's crack on with a couple of your own subjects simon yes. you want to get something off your chest this is to do with obese kids and how much they're costing the nhs yeah it's i mean i've got two kids i've got a 5 year old and a 4 year old and um, when i read this in the paper uh, over the weekend that um, increasingly children are more obese i think we all know that but the report in the uh, in the times was that um, uh, there's a number of, of, of children now having hip replacements between the ages of 10 and 19. Hip you, replacements? I know, can you believe it? And that's £9,000 a time mm. for the NHS. But the, I think the more worrying problem is that are our, our kids exercising enough? What are they eating? When are they eating it? Um, my, my kids have got pizza today. <laughs> so there you, there you go uh, at school. And, um, you know, a lot of people now, I think, are spending so much time. My kids on the iPad, they're maybe not exercising enough. And I try and get them out and about on the weekends to, mm. to, to do that. So it's a worry, I think. What's the end? I mean, we keep asking this question, what the answer is. And people talk about, you know, a sugar tax here and mm. more healthy eating messages. But blimey, how many more healthy eating messages yeah. can you have? Mm. Yeah. How do you get through to people? I think we've tried the education thing, haven't we? We've tried the tax thing or, or talking about trying the tax thing. Um, when I was at school, you were just made to go out and exercise. And uh, that, that built a passion for exercise within me. I mean, I would be playing rugby on a day like this regularly. Uh, and I think... In increasing more increasing more time for exercise in school in the school day, I think is a good idea because that's mm. get that gets it inbuilt from a very very early age. What if you're not into sport though? Because I, I I was I was the opposite. I think I used to yeah. hate you know the whole cross country yeah. thing. Do three laps of this mm. field? Do we have to? And we just yeah. disappear behind the hedge and have a yeah. fag instead. Yeah, <laughs> not that um, I, I didn't do that. You never Some did of that. my friends did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I struggle as well, to be honest, because, you know, so many sports aren't accessible to people who can't see. Mm. Um, you know, my experience of school PE was being um, sat at the side of the tennis courts because, of course, I couldn't see to play tennis. But if a ball went out the court, I was the one that was the PE teacher asked to go and find a green tennis ball in green grass. But I wasn't allowed to try and play tennis. Good I'll try and work that one out. Yeah. Uh, it is a it's it's a curious thing of how mm. we're gonna. I'm not asking the pair of you to do that. You know, you've you've already had tough times with the traffic and the. <laughs> the <gray laughs> if I had the answer, I'd, I'd give it to you. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't. I mean, by all means, chip in. By the way, nine three four three four three four the number. What do you think the answer is? I mean, I can't believe you. Know, kids as young as that having hip replacements. Unthinkable. Um, Julie, go on. You you can have a rant as well. I'm, I'm letting you get it all off your chest. So this is uh, <laughs> Philip Hammond on telly yesterday morning, wasn't he? Yeah, it's always good to have a dig at a politician on a Monday morning, I tend to find. Yeah, uh, but idea. yes, uh, Philip put his uh, foot in it by, at the weekend by saying, uh, where are all these unemployed people? There are no people unemployed anymore, are there? I think he must have forgotten about the 1.4 million people that are still unemployed. And obviously my rant is that Sadly, 75% of registered blind people of working age are unemployed. A lot of them would love to find a job, but trying to get employers, Simon, <laughs> to take us on uh, is a challenge. You know, people don't want to take the risk. They want the safe employee all the time. Um, and, you know, 75% unemployed. That's really sad, I think. Is that what Philip Hammond said about the... I didn't watch the interview myself. I watched the one before it with the Shadow Chancellor. I must admit, I didn't. I had to go and walk the dogs. I didn't see what <laughs> Philip Hammond said. I saw the fuss about it afterwards on social media. 
Yes. What did he actually say? Was he was he saying that no one's unemployed? Yeah, he said, "Where are these unemployed people? You show them to me." <laughs> you oh. know, it's just what planet mm. is are our politicians living in? I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I think it's fantastic that we've got the lowest unemployment levels in the UK for you know for a long, long time. That's brilliant, but. You know, at a time when disabled people are seeing their benefits cut and shrinking, you know, lots of people who I work with at my site, Knots, would love to be unemployed. I, you know, I've worked with some really bright people. You know, you only have to look at, you know, David Blunkett, who used to partly run the country, um, and, you know, Gary O'Donoghue, BBC political reporter. Mm. You know, you disabled people can achieve brilliant things with the right support and a little bit of understanding from their employers but trying to find that and trying to get the first break is pretty tough I think All right. uh, You can have your say on anything we're talking about this morning as ever uh, agree, disagree with Simon and Julie, uh, add another perspective whatever you want to do, 93434334 the number, text not any message 81333 talking about the broad marsh and the uh, future for the trams as well, the next new routes all of that to come after this. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. Then afterwards we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. Then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you I can see it in your eyes that you despise the same old lies you heard the night before And though it's just a line to you for me it's true and never seemed so right before Every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come true. But then I think I'll wait until the evening gets late and I'm alone with you. The time is right, your perfume fills my head, the stars get red and all oh, the night's so blue. Then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love Your perfume fills my head The stars get red and oh the night's so blue And then I go and spoil it all By saying something stupid like I love you I love you Frank and Nancy and something stupid, BBC Radio, Nottingham News headlines on the way. Latest travel in just a few minutes' time as well. Simon and Julie are my guests this morning. But I've been talking about a couple of subjects. Uh, we'll come to the Broadmarsh in just a minute. It's Black Friday, of course, later this week. Uh, do the pair of you do the Black Friday thing, looking for a bargain, knockdown prices? Not really. My wife does. She's, she's on it at the moment because it started already. I mean, we're building to Black Friday now. We've, we've, we've kind of got the whole week yeah. to get to grips with this thing. Yeah. I, I personally don't like it. 
It's it's we've got Christmas thereafter. It's just it's just two months of shopping, uh, which which gets very very expensive. Because well, if you yeah, is that why you don't like it? <laughs> well, if you if you're spending, <laughs> even if it's a bargain, you're still spending. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, but I'm not kidding. Potentially, you could be spending less. I mean, if you know, if what you were going to buy two weeks ago was fifty quid, and you can get it for Black Friday on Black Friday for forty two, I'll take it. Thank you very much. Right. So are you going to be watching the bargains? As as they go on, are you going to be trying to sort of see see what's out there in turn? And in fact, that's a thing. How do you practically do that? Yeah, uh, it is. It is. It is quite tricky, really. Do you have one of those sort of voice with with your laptop or your tablet, or whatever? Yeah, I have sort of software which uh, can either speak to you or I prefer it to be magnified. But the problem is, like you take any magnifier, so. Because of the size I have to magnify the computer screen to, right. I only get a quarter of the screen on uh, my screen at uh, any one okay. time. Right. So if the form that you're filling in for your online shopping has got a box bottom right, mm. I miss it, won't see it. Right. So it, it isn't easy, really. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, what about going out into stores and trying to get an idea of their bargains actually in there because it works two ways doesn't it i know a lot of it is online but some of the stores do it yeah no that is tricky as well. i was talking to simon before we came in this morning and it it is quite tricky because increasingly people are uh taking human beings out of the equation mm. so you know back in the day you'd go into a shop you know big department store and there'd always be somebody to ask now you can be in there for three hours before you find a member of staff who can help you find something mm. um you know i just want to talk to a human being oftentimes and they they just aren't there anymore <laughs> where are they? customer service is gone i I, yeah. I went i won't say where it was but i went shopping um the other day to buy something very specific and there was nobody in the store that i could find and i, I went back home i said to my wife that is a really depressing experience and, and there's a complaint terrible. that things are being pushed online and people are buying online but if you don't get customer service in the store what's the point of going to the store yeah yeah well talking of shopping and the like of course um there's a, a lot of talk of the broad marsh and the broad marsh itself being um updated shall, shall we put it like that and now of course the broad marsh car park seems to be touring uh, turning into a tourist destination swarms of people is it really swarms of people anyway uh, people have been gathering <laughs> more than two have been gathering towards the demolition of the Broadmoors car park um, comes as a little bit of a surprise and you know you, you could say really is, is, is it Nottingham's new tourist attraction I just just wonder as an aside to that how curious have you been how excited are you about the future of the Broadmoors but also what else needs knocking down in this city um, Simon wow good questions there well I used to park in the Broadmoors Centre car park and You've I, got your car out now, though. Yeah, I've got my car out now. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, right, that, just that, clear, that was the yeah. other car park, wasn't it, that, yeah. uh, that collapsed. So um, I'm pleased it's been knocked down. In fact, the, the last few days when they were about to close it, there was a, an opportunity if you wanted to be the person that... that that's that right, threw with, the, the, with the hammer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'd love to have done that. So I'm really pleased it's been knocked down. Um, I, think, I think the Broadmarsh is an opportunity for Nottingham, but it's been a long time coming, and there's been a lot of talk. I went to a presentation about two years ago uh, about the the broad marsh, what was going to be happening, and 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 still we're not quite seeing it, and that's um, that's a shame because Nottingham used to be a, a you know a place where people would travel far and wide for shopping. So um, yeah, it'd be nice to see it work finally start. But the the plans as you see them at mm. the moment, mm. do they do it for you? Do you think that's that's right, taking it down the um, sort of leisure destination as opposed to a shopping centre? Is that right? 
I think I think shopping and leisure go hand in hand. If you look at what you've got at the Victoria Centre, which is the other side of town, um, that has a, a leisure feel and a, a shopping feel. And I think that's I think that's right. I think the, the challenge for the Broadmarsh is attracting the right brands to establish and base themselves there so that people are going to want to go and shop there. And I think that's very difficult at the moment uh, when you've got, what, 54% of the uh, the shops are not are not full. Mm. Uh, there's nobody in them. Business rates is a, another topic. Yeah. You know, it's very expensive to, to put up a, a, a shop anywhere. Um, and would you take a would you take a risk on that? Probably not. Uh, Julie, what, what else would you like to knock down? So the Broadmarsh car park, it's coming down slowly. Uh, I, I struggle with this. I'm not really sure what I would want to knock down. What I would want to do is to. Um, <laughs> I'm answering a different question, sorry. But I would like to put... Have you thought about a career in <laughs> politics? <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, um, I would like to put a halt to these shared surfaces which seem to come with all new uh, modern council developments Ooh, these days. The one near the train station. The one near the train mm. station, crossing the road. Uh, well, road is a, doesn't really exist anymore, does it? Sh- crossing the shared surface um, with you know your guide dog or your long cane in tow, um, trying to make eye contact with the driver who's turning around the corner in the same space as you saying hang on a minute who's gonna go you or me if you can't see you can't do that in my view shared surfaces are an accident waiting to happen and I'm not I'm not a party pooper Um, you know I want good leisure spaces in Nottingham as much as anybody else Mm. does but they do have to be safe and I would just say please put a halt to shared surfaces that they're not safe okay. they're really not all right uh, simon i don't think you gave me a vote either for for something you'd like to knock well, down well I'm, I'm going to go the political route and answer a different question as well oh. I, i'd I'd, li- I'd like to uh, i'd like something to be built behind us on the island site because that's been empty for far yeah. too long yeah. and it's one of the first things you see it's going to be a lovely car park soon you know simon in time for christmas yeah. full of christmas shoppers what else do you want? <laughs> I'd like I'd like to see some some business development there. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll see. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things that you would like to knock down legally, and we're talking about theoretical stuff here. I'm not condoning you going out with your pickaxe and your sledgehammer now. Certainly, don't do it without the landowner's permission. Goodness me, how many more bits of small print do we have to do? Uh, so things you'd like to see the back of Broadmarsh Car Park is on the way down. What else? Nine three four three four three four. Call now. It's BBC Radio Nottingham. Tick on half past nine. And the headlines this morning, a Nottingham MP claims some offenders released on licence are deliberately committing further crimes so they can smuggle drugs into prisons. British Gas says it'll scrap its standard variable tariff for new customers by April. And dozens of people have been stopping off daily at the Broadmarsh car park to view it being knocked down. First train spotting and then that. Um, each to their own. The weather forecast today is a little bit of a cloudy, breezy, damp start to Monday. Uh, once you get through to this afternoon, it should actually be on the whole mainly dry. Staying cloudy all day long. Relatively mild. Highs of 13 degrees. The latest on the roads now. Here's David. Traffic remains very heavy on the southbound side of the M1 in the Nottingham area between junctions 26 and 25. That in turn is causing a queue heading in towards the motorway junction from the eastward side on the A610. And Nuttall Road also still struggling with traffic diverting away from the motorway problems. Very heavy traffic in towards Western Boulevard. The other trouble spot continues to be Newark where it's been very, very busy this morning. So we've still got a queue on the southbound side of the A1 coming in from North Muscombe towards the Winthrop. 
Thorpe Interchange. The A46 is struggling coming in past the showground. Busy also around the cattle market roundabout on Great North Road and also on the A617 coming in through Kellam. That's your latest travel news on BBC Radio Nottingham. Travel. BBC Radio Nottingham. Tabba, Dancing Queen, BBC Radio, Nottingham, I'm Mark Dennison. With me this morning, Simon Gray and Julie Scarl, just having a chat about some of the big things in the news today. We'll um, come on to the tram 
in just a minute. Just talking about the Broadmarsh, though, in the Broadmarsh car park. Apparently, a lot of people are uh, stopping to see what's going on. It's, it's probably all the noise and everything, actually. And, and maybe it's part celebration of seeing uh, a big eyesore eventually, slowly but surely, uh, being raised to the ground. So then, what else would you like to knock down? What else is a bit of an eyesore in Nottingham? And Nottinghamshire, for that matter, as well. 9343434. You can text as well, not any message, 81333. Stanley in Nottingham says, uh, Nottingham is a marvellous city. I love all the quarters. I would like to see a bit more development. Things that bring revenue to the city. Okay. I'll have a think on on that. We're just trying to solve all the world's problems, basically, today. That's the idea. Uh, just on the subject there of the quarters, because I know we've got uh, the various quarters. Do you think that works as well? You know, there's, there's like the, um, the lace market area, which yeah. is now the creative quarter, yeah. of course. Mm. And then you've got the royal quarter. What are the other quarters? You've got so, the Broadmarsh quarter. Is that a quarter? I think it can be now. The retail quarter? Yeah. Possibly. Do you think that works? Because you see some of the signs for it. I suppose the fact there that I was struggling to name them all. I think there are five quarters, aren't there? Which is bad maths. It kind of it kind of helps the geography of the of the city. I think if you look at other cities, you know, quite a few other cities will claim to have a creative quarter. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not that unique. Mm. I think I think we could do more in the creative quarter. Uh, there's a new chief exec coming in, so be be keen to see what uh, what he's going to do. Because um, you can walk around it, you don't necessarily know you're in it. And uh, I think uh, there could be more done there. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, my site Nuts is based in Hockley, and I love Hockley. It yeah. is, it's a great area of the city. Mm. That's, that's part of the... Is that the creative quarter, or is that just on the fringes, Hockley? I'm probably just I before think, you... Yeah, probably just before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's got a brilliant vibe, lots of small independence. Mm. I think that's what I like about it. It's yeah. Quirky. Yes, Quirky Hockley. The Quirky Quarter. Hey, that's a thing. We could could rename some of these quarters. The Quirky Quarter. I love that. All right. I see that on signs. Now, then, something else which is uh, a big Nottingham and Nottinghamshire story uh, is the trams. Now, should emphasise this this is unofficial. However, proposals for up to nine new tram lines serving Nottinghamshire and beyond have gone online. The City and Gedling Councils are making it clear that this website isn't official. Uh, though it does appear to include detailed routes with costs funded by a suggested retail parking tax. So let's leave that parking tax thing to to one side. Uh, and just this, this issue of the tram and where should it go next? I mean, it's an interesting discussion to have. Uh, Simon, I'm thinking from your neck of the woods. Yep. I mean, you could use it to a point now, couldn't you? I could go into West Bridgeford and pick it up there, Compton Acres. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I've, I've been using the bus uh, for recently. The, the the problem is doesn't necessarily turn up on time. Um, so you know, I think I think more tram networks are, are, are good um, if they can connect more areas of Nottingham and Nottinghamshire. Then great. I mean, we were we were just talking a moment ago, weren't we, about uh, the, the the big mystery of the uh, the A four five three and East Midlands Parkway and why that doesn't connect to the the airport. I'd like to see something done about that, perhaps before more tram lines are brought in. Okay, Julie, where would you like to see the uh the tram go to next um i think uh, simon's right i think it's about making those connections it's not you know it's about thinking you know if somebody's traveling in from 
you know one area what what do they need i mean I, you know i could catch the tram in from toton but i'd still have to get a bus from where i live to you know to, to pick up the the toton route and i think you know connecting railway hubs with tram networks into the city is really the way to go you know there's just been a new railway station opened uh around the ilkeston area you know what about sort of taking the tram um out there to connect with that railway station and up, up into derby uh, but then you know the issue i guess is different county boundaries um but that may be a thing of the past if the news over the weekend is to be believed. You know that they're they're going to create one great big metropolitan Metro, yeah. Um, yeah. sort of local government network in the area, which you know might create some more joined up thinking. Be mm. interesting to see. So, with you being sort of Chilwell-ish, how useful is the tram to you at the moment? See, I love the trams because they're really accessible. You know, they they always announce the station stop, so you know where you're getting off. Because, believe me, I have got off some buses in the wrong place, and you know, it is it is actually quite scary. You yeah. know, you you ring your family and you say help, and they go, okay, don't panic. What can you see? <laughs> okay, if I could tell you what I'm standing <laughs> next to, I wouldn't need your help, would I? Um, so you know, it's it's quite tricky. So you know, the tr- the trams are clean, they're regular. But, you know, like all public transport networks, you know, they're, it's about connecting them uh, to where people live. Mm. Um, and that, you know, I, I say I could connect at Toten, but I'd still then have a sort of 15, 20 minute journey by bus to get from where I live to the Toten hub. So if you want my honest answer, you know, as somebody who doesn't, have the luxury of using a car if i could use a car if i could have a driverless car sorry but i'd have one tomorrow public transport is great but it's still much more easy you know it's still easier to get in your car and go where you want to go when you want to go i'd love to have a car yeah see we were talking about this the other day on the show and i guess you know this is one side because they were talking about people with disabilities and uh, once people get to a certain age for instance if for whatever reason that they can't drive or don't want to drive at the moment this is where driverless cars could really come into their own i guess that's that's one aspect that hasn't really been fully explained so you're pretty excited about it love one bring it on really <laughs> simon how, how excited are you about driverless cars i i wouldn't have a driverless car because i like driving i like the whole experience of it but uh, I can certainly see, you know, the, the point Julian raised, why they would be very useful. Um, there was a report in the paper over the weekend, though, Jeremy Clarkson is up in arms about driverless cars because he, he test drove one or didn't test drive one uh, and nearly had a, a couple of uh, near misses. So I think they've got to be safe. I think 2021 is probably a little bit too early, uh, although Phil, Philip Hammond, I think, is going to be announcing that on Wednesday. So uh, right. we will wait and see. Mm. See, if the future is going to be driverless cars, does that mean the world is going to be Jeremy Clarkson-less? Because that's appealing. I don't. I don't think that will ever happen. Will I would it? say Jeremy Clarkson's really? up in arms all the time. It's what <laughs> he does to earn a living. I, I thought he was know, done when he, when he was off Top Gear, but uh, he resurfaced, didn't he? Yeah, I'm yeah. the most angry man in the world. <laughs> Not <laughs> and, bad impression. Then. And if if you have a bump with a driverless car, who do you swap details with? Exactly. I read that over the weekend and I thought, that's a good point, yeah. I don't know. But you see, my son works for British Airways and, you know, you've had driverless aeroplanes for years and years, pretty much. You know, uh, a lot of flying these days, he tells me, is on autopilot. But the, pi- the pilot's still paying attention. 
the pilot is still there i suppose yes yes. if if you've nodded off in the in the car on your way past on your way into town and you hit somebody what happens then I'm worried now about pilots. I don't like. I know it's happening, but I don't like to think about it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. You're just worried about sharing your road space with a blind lady, really. No, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not at all. Not at all. Now I can completely see how it could be a, a boon for lots of people. But yeah, it's gonna. I think that transition process is going to be interesting. That's the one it? that's got to be managed. Say yeah. right next Monday, everyone goes driverless. What? Yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on driverless cars, but also on the trams. Where would you like to see it go next? Nine three four three four three four. If it were down to you, which bit of which, which maybe it's your particular bit, so you get some tram service in future. Where would you like to see the tram run next? Nine three four three four three four. Text not any message eight one triple three. BBC Radio Nottingham. You'll hear more from Simon and Julie in just a moment after the four seasons. seasons and sherry too early for that uh, give it 10 minutes it's bbc radio nottingham and uh, simon and julie are with me been talking about where next for the tram Bing! literally uh, where should it go new route etc it's been discussed this morning because there are these proposals it's it's unofficial by the way but nevertheless i mean it, it's it's no great secret that uh, there are discussions happening at various levels about where the tram should go next john in Bulwar says i don't think there should be any more development of the tram lines until the current ones are making a profit see that's interesting as well do you do you just sort of deal with what you've got now or do you keep this thing going where it is it is patchy I, i'll speak as someone who who 
doesn't live on a tram route. And I'm like a tourist. If I get to go on a tram for work or something, say if I've got to go to Hocknell, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. I get very excited about it. But I, I personally would love a tram route. I'd love to be able to use public transport. Yeah. But it ain't going to happen out. And there's the other thing, out in the sticks. It's just not enough service going on there. No. No, no, my opinion, not, my opinion, no. not necessarily those of the BBC. Thank you. Um, talk about wedding anniversary because it is the Queen's today. I feel like I should stand stand to attention and salute. Um, three more portraits of the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh have been released to commemorate their platinum wedding anniversary. Imagine that seventy years being married. Wow. So on Monday today, it is seventy years since their marriage at Westminster Abbey. The church's bells will ring out for more than three hours to mark the occasion as well. They'll be celebrating with a private dinner at Windsor Castle. Um, I, uh, the pair of you, how long have you both been married? Simon, what Oh, that's a testing question, isn't it, live on Yes, I want days, hours, minutes, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, 26th of May 2012, there we go. Seven. Oh, right, so, oh, you're... you're no, you're, five, five. That's a new thing for you. Seven years together, five yeah, years married. Five years, okay. Uh, so that's not all that long, really, no, is it? No, in it's the honeymoon no phase still. Uh, <laughs> 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 so <they say. laughs> that could get you into all kinds of trouble. I'll Whatever you say now, you're going to be a bother. I am. Could you see yourself getting to? <laughs> could you see yourself getting to seventy years? Well, I got married quite late, so probably not. Probably not. But um, my uh, my wife has a has a secret to a happy marriage, oh, which right. she she displays in the kitchen, which is uh, happy wife, happy life. And uh, I'm trying to adhere to that. And so far, it seems to be going quite well. So. Happy wife, happy life. Correct. So you keep her happy. I try. And everything's cushy. <laughs> I try. She might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Simon's wife, call now. <laughs> Please Nine, don't. Three, four, three, four, three, four. Uh, okay. So happy wife, happy life. Okay. Good mantra. What about you, Judy? How long have you been married? I've been married for 30 years. 30? <laughs> wow. Have you had your 30th anniversary? Uh, it was you? this year, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do anything nice for it? Uh, yeah, we went to, we walked the Great Wall of China, went to China. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what do you think the secret is to a, to a long, happy marriage? <laughs> a sense of humour, probably. <laughs> um, and yeah, probably compromise. You, you can't have all your own way. You have to. You have to compromise, I'm afraid. <laughs> you have to compromise. Or at least I'm he afraid. has to compromise oh, with I me. Ah, Maybe that's more like it. Right. Okay. Uh, no comment, Your Honour. <laughs> so, uh, in that time, and what with children come along, and then uh, you're, you, they've both left home. Is that right? Well, my daughter's at one's, uni, one's so at uni, she yeah. sort of yeah uh, comes home. You know, she, she's still got a base at, at hours for right. sure. And was that a big change when the, when the children get to a certain point when they fly the nest? Empty nest. Yeah. It's absolutely dreadful. Is it? <laughs> I hated it, yeah. It was, it was really tricky to come to terms with, yeah. I really miss having them around, yeah. Must admit, it was strange when, when our boy, man, he's 20, when he left home, it's quite odd. And, and even though my daughter's still there, the, the dynamics change. Yeah. yeah. It's things like Tito, you still set four spaces at tea wow. time yeah, yeah. It's, it's odd <laughs> yeah. very odd yeah. how old are your two five five and four oh, right. so it's okay. i mean it, it does change things drastically mm. um because then there's these two other little people that yeah. you've got to deal with before and you put them first before 
you and sometimes your your partner, which yeah. is is a mistake really. Yeah. So it's difficult. It's difficult. So I, I'm I'm wanting mine to leave, but maybe I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna think differently now based on what you said. Uh, and what do you make of the, the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh? You know, I, some of these I listen to royal commentators, and I often wonder how on earth they know what they claim to know. But it feels, I mean, blimey, to be married for seventy years, you've got to be doing something right. But what do you think the the secret is there with the, the eyes of the world on them all the time? And, you know, uh, Prince Philip with his famous sense of humour. What, what do you think the, their secret might be? I think I think they're they're in a very dynamic to normal marriages, though, aren't they? Because the the, the Queen has you know the principal role, and, and Philip is there. Prince Philip is there in, in a supporting role. Um, I think they they probably spend a bit of time apart, which I think helps. Um, but I'm not quite I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. I mean, publicly, it would be disaster if they split up wouldn't it so mm. that's probably never would never happen anyway mm. but i'm sure they have their arguments you know whose turn is it to do the washing up and this that and the other um but uh, yeah i'm not quite I sure what their secret would, is i'd love it love it if that were true <laughs> yeah me too i've been washing up five nights this week i refuse what, what do you think julie what, what do you think their secret might be well they say don't they that uh he makes a laugh and yeah. i must say you know sense of humor is a brilliant thing in a marriage you know if you if you can make each other laugh you can laugh at each other you can laugh at yourself and you can certainly laugh at your kids um then that's that's not a bad bad thing so mm. yeah sense of humor i would say but you know is it easier for them because that you know they they don't have the financial stresses and strains that yeah. we all have to make ends meet they don't have to argue about who unloads the dishwasher because they've got someone to do do it for them yeah. it must take some of the strain out of it i guess mm. definitely I, I wonder though would, would you rather have a little bit of money worry or all of that attention on your every s smallest little move everything that you say everything that you don't say is analyzed to the nth degree isn't it and you know he yeah. doesn't he he doesn't seem to really bother i think he's got to a the point <laughs> in his life where he just thinks Do you he know what care. yeah whatever <laughs> that must be great. My daughter um, absolutely loves him. Um, in fact, she's got a T-shirt which says uh, something like Prince Philip for PM. Really? Uh, yeah, she wow. absolutely <laughs> loves him. I think she just likes the disrespect that he has for... Um, I think she... Yeah, he's, she, he, she's done Gold Duke of Edinburgh Award and met him. Yeah. Um, but he was on best behaviour. But yeah, no, I think she just thinks he's a really great character. Did he she have the T-shirt when when she, <laughs> she didn't she wear the T-shirt? I don't think the school would have let her. T-shirt came after. Prince yes. Philip for PM. Yeah, imagine that. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen. Great to see the pair. Thank you very much indeed for that. It was Thank a you. Lively. Discussion. Do you feel better now? Do you feel better after the? The, the gloomy weather start. Feeling, feeling good. Ready, yeah. for, ready for the day, ready for the week. There yeah. we go. What about you, Julie? You feel better now? You you ready to face the traffic again? Bring it on. Yeah, OK, there <laughs> we are. We've achieved something already. Uh, thank you both. And you can add your thoughts to everything we've been talking about. The Broad Marsh. What else needs knocking down? Where else for the tram? Long, happy marriages. You name it, we're talking about.